Hi, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And with me today, I have Ben Hindman, who's CEO and founder of Splash. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. And we're in fact, we're sitting just around the corner from the DMN offices, because Splash are very near us in New York. And you've got kind of a, uh, a crazy, wildly decorated space here. It's a lot of fun. How long have you been here? Um, so we started in this office... Uh, Five years, four years ago. Really? Four years ago, we had a shared office, a shared desk in the back area. Uh, We were four people that year, and we processed, I want to say, 25,000 RSVPs that first year, (laughs) which we felt like was a lot. And then fast forward to now, we're 63 people. We have the entire floor, and it is crazy, well uh, designed, I hope. And uh, we've processed uh, nearly... 10 million RSVPs this year, so a lot, a lot of growth in the last couple of years. Well, okay. Now, you mentioned RSVPs, and let me set the scene a little bit for the listeners, because Splash, I guess, from my point of view, it's part of a, a broader trend whereby what we could call real-world brick-and-mortar events are being brought into the digital marketing environment, and your focus is on events, isn't it? That's exactly right. And really, you know, I've been urging our clients to think about it like in-person, Mm-hmm. Uh, all these touch points that involve you looking at someone in the eye and hopefully closing a deal, driving a sale, expanding a client, things like that, that come really as a result of in-person marketing. And that includes, yeah, events, cocktail hours, happy hours, concerts, flyaways, and, but as well as VIP dinners and um, taking somebody out to an entertainment suite at a ball game, things like that. All of that in-person stuff, as you just mentioned, is finally uh, trackable. It's yeah. Events are as digital, uh, sorry, as trackable as digital now. That's really exciting. That's the key thing, isn't it? Because, of course, you can go back to, you know, the beginning of time in marketing and people are making connections and finding prospects and contacts by meeting them for drinks or, or going to, a, to an event or hanging out. The big change is, is the data, isn't it, which can now be extracted from all this. You got it. You know, I think what we found as well is that saying events is like saying, uh, I don't know, marketing. It's that broad. And so when you start to drill in, uh, you start to see that certain event types drive certain behaviors and certain funnel movements. That's the kind of geeky stuff that we're doing over here. And you got it. It's it's a lot to do with understanding both the contact um, and and the lead and the prospect, as well as the activity and the data surrounding the activity itself. Okay. Now, I'd like certainly to talk a little bit more about different types of events, but to... uh, Give us a sense. I know you've got some uh, some great clients out there. I know you've announced some uh, some big uh, clients recently. Totally. Talk about some of your main. Uh... I'd be happy to, and I hope I'm not breaking any PR guidelines here. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what we found. We've seen traction uh, kind of in this in-person marketing space in essentially three different uh, areas: uh, the B2B sales side, which is really kind of right down the fairway for us. If if you look at someone in their eyes and that helps you close a deal, uh, that's kind of a great oper- that's a great use case for us. Um, there's the B2C side, uh, which is more retail and CPG events. And then finally, there's uh, recruitment, which kind of scales both. Um, on the B2B side, man, uh, we, we're proud enough to be partnering with, with Salesforce, uh, with Atlassian, with um, goodness. You know, even if you can believe it, Spotify, you know, their global yeah. B2B ad sales team uses Splash uh, to, to drive all of their you know, in-person engagements. Um, on the B2C side, you know, we're proud to be you know, partnering with Sephora and Coach and Lululemon. Um, uh, just to name a few, and Anheuser-Busch, of course, is one of our larger clients, and they're kind of monster yeah. event marketers. 
And then lastly, on the recruitment side, um, you know, we're, we're you know, proud enough to be powering you know, GE um, and Snapchat and, and you know, anyone who's doing high growth uh, recruitment events. Um, Microsoft is a great example. You know, they, 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 they almost are like sales events, recruitment yeah. events. And so you almost have to treat them like that. So, yes, long story short, uh, we're really proud of who we've been able to, to work with and, and just keeps on growing. You know, my reason for asking the question is not just to celebrate how well you've been doing, which is a great thing, but to really give people a sense that this marketing space is not necessarily something just peripheral. In other words, you do your main marketing and you add some events on, and that's just some other thing you do, like maybe you do some webcasts, maybe you do this. You see it as something much more central, don't you? It is this core. And that's, you know, look, I just named a bunch of clients, and I love bragging about my clients, I could do that all day, but I think your point's the right one here. Uh, it's not that I'm really uh, smart and good looking, it's that, you know, the world has shifted significantly, you know, even in the past couple of years. In person, it is finally as trackable as digital, and what we're learning is that it's as effective as we always thought it was. Yeah. Now, that's great, but as I mentioned in the you know, top of the show here, there are certain times to use certain types of events. And I'll just give an example. Sure. We're seeing that net new, a net new lead, for instance, really rarely happens from an event unless it's a big user summit. If you get a big, you know, huge summit, you might see some net new because of the types of, you know, the footprint that it takes up. But for the most part, the type of effect that you're going to see an event have is inside the funnel, right? It's after about 25% probability, and you push it all the way to 75% probability. But understanding that kind of uh, delta inside funnel and really getting it and knowing what you can expect. Look, as marketers, we have kind of two jobs. It's not just to be effective. It's to be predictable, right? Yeah, right. And to know what activities are actually going to move funnel and how. Um, and, and so that evolution, that evolution in mindset has allowed people who to say, hey, we knew this was effective, let's invest in it, and now we can prove our budgets. And now we can get more budgets and expand our budgets. And yeah, uh, to put a bow on that, we are seeing this just kind of be set as the core of the marketing mix. And it's, it's really exciting to be part of it. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some practicalities because sure. uh, in terms of what you actually do, I mean... You're not staging the events, but you're providing, as far as I know, a, a range of tools yep. that your clients can use to, to get maximum value out of the event. So what kinds of things do you do for them? Totally. Uh, so we power all of the digital communications before, during, and after the event. Right. So guest list management, on-site check-in, all the emails that go out in advance, the, the save the dates, the confirmation uh, messages, any kind of share, uh, sharing on, across social media platforms, things like that, that is us. We help them both look on brand throughout as well as capture all that attendee intelligence um, from every single touch point um, at every single step. And then finally, allow you to kind of do that and then do it again. And then do it again, and then do it at scale, and do it across the country. You know, I like to reference Equinox right now. They're one of the greatest brands on earth, and they—I don't think—would be mad at me for saying they have. They spend a lot of time, a lot of effort controlling that brand message and ensuring that at scale, the data all flows up to the mothership. That's what they care about. Um, and when you're talking about in-person marketing, that's what gets hard. So that's what we do for these brands, um, for the most part. I would also say that we're. 
we also coach them through the day of the event, which, oh man, no matter how many times they do it, it never gets easy. <laughs> so in effect, you take on what sounds like a lot of the administration, not because you want to be event planners, but because that's where there's a lot of juicy data. Yeah? You got it. Uh, the moment of capture. I, let, let me, let's just look at an event. Uh, one event unto itself has about 40 different touch points, if you're doing it right. You know, things from, you know, the lead up to the post event, to the actual capture, to all the data that you're asking for, to just understanding their interests, uh, or to things like um, asking, you know, your team post event questions, all that anecdotal data. There is so much juicy stuff. And we call this high touch marketing. And, you know, I used to, you know, I think uh, some of the direct marketers out there, are used to what I'll call low-touch marketing, which can often be kind of SEM, SEO, and, right. and email. Look, I think that there's a time and place for all different types of marketing. And any good marketer will tell you that. There's no a silver bullet. But what we do know now is that, A, there are people in your organization that you need to care about. People, clients that you need to go find. And there's probably 10% of those clients that deliver about 90% of the value, right? right? Yeah. And if you could, you would deliver high-touch marketing to that 10% every day of the week. The hard part is figuring out who those people are and what message they want to hear. And this is the cool secret about especially events. The amount of data that you can figure out about that ideal customer profile is something like 10 times the amount of data you can figure out from a low-touch marketing effort. And so that's what gets us really excited. That's interesting. Maybe I should resist jumping to a buzzword at this point, but it sounds to me that on the B2B side... That kind of data can be very useful if you're doing account-based marketing. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's if you think about I, I always say account-based marketing. Another word for that is the plus one, right? right. Invite a guest. Yeah. You got it, man. It's, look, how many times has somebody brought their, you know, either their admin or their boss to your event? And to, to think about that and to think about that as you approach that account is really powerful. Um, yeah, look, anybody who's doing account-based marketing out there, if events aren't part of your marketing mix, my first question is why. Right, okay. And now, you've, obviously, you've been doing this for a few years. Let's change gear and talk a little bit about what your background is, where the idea came from, and how Splash oh, I appreciate it. It's always fun to talk about myself. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I'm an event marketer by background. Uh, I started as, my, my first event was, I was the... Uh, I worked on something called the Summit Series, a big conference for entrepreneurs. After that, I uh, became the director of events at a company called Thrillist, which is an, uh, at the time was an email newsletter targeting dudes. I remember it. Oh, yeah, good, yeah. good, good. I hope we uh, sent you lots of emails. <laughs> and yeah, I was running their events. I was their national events director. Okay. Um, and so my background comes from the publishing world, and that's really where Splash came from. Publishing is this amazing, uh, man, amalgamation of uh, returns on your investment. Uh, An event, especially, has uh, the opportunity to capture new clients, new community members through subscriptions, as well as even bring those clients to the event and kind of engage with those clients, as well as, and this is maybe the most fun, you sell the event itself as a sponsorship. So there's all these different ways to leverage events, and that's really where I cut my teeth. And after about two years of doing it, a thrillist and throwing hundreds of events, man, uh, me and my co-founder, a very talented engineer guy named Brett Boscoff, he's a CTO here, we started building, and we started building with the intent of how do we just make this job easier, but where it went, it started off with ease, and then it went to data. I think it always starts with fear, and then it gets to greed, right? (laughs) Right. Right? You know, we started trying to understand how we can make the jobs easier, and to be sure, we, we, we totally helped there. But where these businesses kind of taught us, as I mentioned, the industry shifted, 
they taught us that you know when you're when you're playing these events, you can only have the right ROI equation if you're thinking about events as a means, not as an ends. And I think that's my favorite way to think about it. The event is nothing more than a means to reaching your ideal customer and delivering the right message, be it before, during, or in many cases after the event. Yeah, and that's a real development because, you know, I think we're familiar with in the past events being primarily about putting people in seats and selling tickets, and then hopefully they take something away with them. But you're taking the hopefully part out of it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, look, don't get me wrong, selling tickets is awesome. We power (laughs) millions of dollars of tickets, and we love when people do that because... Uh, it often creates a, more, a, a different uh, perception of your, your product uh, if you sell tickets. Yeah. If nothing else, you can comp a lot of tickets, and there's a great uh, kind of case to, to comp many, or if not most, of your tickets. But uh, to assign value in that way is very powerful. But I think, yes, as you just said, uh, thinking about how to really turn them into an advocate, into a client, that is what events are for. And they are the most powerful tool to do so. Okay, now... Uh, of course, you said despite that, you, you recognize that there's going to be a whole range of marketing channels. How do you plug into other parts of the ecosystem? I mean, CRM, for example, yeah. your data is, I will guess, is flowing back into the CRM. How's that all work? You got it. Uh, so we're proud to have invested uh, about half this year so far on um, on integration work. Yeah. And uh, we, have, we now integrate very, very tightly with Salesforce, Marketo, HubSpot, Microsoft Dynamics, Teradata, Blue Hornet, just to name oh, okay. a few. Yeah. Um, because look, any good market, as we mentioned, is this data has to go everywhere. Um, you know, what, the way that I've been thinking about it, and you know, this might be a little bit too simplified, but the ability to, to operate in real time that's what Splash allows you to do. Get very nimble with your contact list. Create lists that you can action. And, and make very decisive and, and, and quick decisions throughout the event process. And sometimes that means giving the right information to a sales guy who is on the floor and needs to go welcome someone at the door. Things like that. Right, okay. And that's kind of where I think we excel and really are best in class when it comes to marketing products. But of course, we all know that Salesforce does a really good job of tracking complex sales mm-hmm. across stages and across timelines. Um, and so we've, we've, we've made a hell of an effort to integrate with them there. I, I guess what I'm also, just as I look towards the future, you didn't ask, but mm-hmm. here, I'm going to tell you. As I look towards the future of, uh, of kind of how we'll integrate, there is what I'll call the anonymous world out there, right? right? Of new customers that you don't even know yet. But what you do know and what you might know is that those that have attended your event and showed that kind of interest and have a certain uh, demographic and interest Mm -hmm. level, um, things that they're interested in, those are people you want to go get. And so what we've been working with a lot of our clients on is how do you essentially leverage that event data to inform your ideal customer profile and then find more. Right? I see. So what, what some people call lookalikes, essentially. Lookalike is a great way to, yeah. to talk about that. Exactly right. Okay. <clears throat> to finish up, we're running out of time. Um, we spoke briefly before we started about a broader take on this topic, and we could talk about it all day, I'm sure. But in-person marketing beyond events, I mean, yeah. you see that as being a, a big deal in the future. Absolutely. I, I, right. I, I expect, you know, we, we've spoken a bit about Double Dutch. I think it's mm-hmm. a great uh, event app that can really help you enhance that data and, and wring out all the data. Um, you know, I, I, I see a really exciting future when it comes to, uh, uh, there's a company called Listener that I'm very excited about. Uh, that's L-I-S-S-N-R. They are inaudible data packages that is sent through Soundwaves. 
as we start to see people interacting on site, the ability to create interactions in the event space, as well as the ability to capture information from them in the event space, I think we're going to find what many of the listeners probably already know, yeah. that they are data-rich and super effective, these kind of in-person marketing activities. Look, we're humans. We love our connections. We love talking to other humans. So that's what I expect to happen. It's a really interesting development because after some years of plunging deeply into the web and the internet, we're now finding that all those tools that were developed there can actually be used with, uh, in, the, in the context of human contact. I, I, you couldn't have said it better myself. We, we are copying what happened in ad tech, let's right. call it five years ago, and in email marketing, you know, ten years ago. This is finally happening to uh, in-person, high-touch marketing. That makes me, I, I'm like through the moon excited. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a great note to end on. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. And everyone look out for the next one-on-one podcast.